Oh, hey. Oh, hi there. Hi. Funny seeing you here. Yeah. Do you come here often? Uh, I... It sounds like I'm coming on to you. It sounds yeah, like please, I'm... Yeah, like, I've leave me alone. I bumped into you in a bar. Yeah, leave me and alone, I'm like, sir. hey. Hey, big boy. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... It's weird. Yeah, very. We've... This is a bonus episode. This is. It's kind of a bonus episode. I mean, yeah. normally our bonus episodes are reserved for movies that are currently in the theater. Right. However, sometimes in mm. the podcasting world, you bite off a little bit more than you can chew um, when it comes to a schedule. Yes. And you have to, um, you know, bump things up. Mm-hmm. A notch, yeah. and so we are rec- we are releasing this sort of middle of the week, um, in order to meet our deadline of mm-hmm. getting all of the Star Wars films done prior to uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was an alternative. Yes. We could have not done it this way, but then uh, December was just going to be like all Star really Wars. Star Wars yeah. heavy, and not and we wouldn't have had a chance yeah. to do any Christmas movies, stuff and, like that. So, And it would have been replaced with, like, we would have lost one more uh, episode where the audience votes on what we watch, so they would have lost out on a vote. So, Yeah, so we way, didn't want to do that. Yeah, this way you still get lots of votes, and you still get yeah. the Star Wars, and everyone's happy. Yeah. Like everyone. Um, so let's like just get right into it. Like every single person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's get into uh, it. I get it. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. This movie... Um, Polarizing. This is... this. Yeah, this is... So, if you haven't caught in this, we're doing, uh, we're doing all the Star Wars films. Yep. This is part seven yes. of, um, of a nine-part series. And mm-hmm. actually, interestingly, the first time that the, the number of mm. the episode lines up with the number of the parts of our miniseries, because we did them in order of release. That's true, actually, yeah. Right, so part true. seven is episode seven. Look at that. Wow. Um, this movie this movie had so much... Like, let me just say, this, is, this, is, this movie had so much riding on it Oh, for like sure. you want to talk about stressful films to make? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Reintroducing not not even just reintroducing Star Wars, but bringing Star Wars back and 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 fundamentally laying all of the groundwork, making all of the decisions on where does this go next? Mm. Um, what does Star Wars look like now? Right. Um, yeah, like, I mean, when Ryan Johnson directed The Last Jedi, yes, it's still a Star Wars film. Yes, there's big weight on your shoulders. Um, but a bunch of the work had already been done for him. Oh, for sure. Um, a lot of the characters and groundwork had been laid out. Um, subsequently, he decided to work against himself and undo most of that framework. Uh, but that's a topic for another episode. Um, yeah, just a just a just a huge responsibility, and likewise, uh, because apparently J.J. Abrams is a is a glutton for pain. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that J.J. Abrams now has to end it. Yes. The fact that he's wrapping <clears throat> up uh, not just three films but nine films. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of pressure. Um, like not just the rebirth. Span Four decades. Yeah, he was in charge of the rebirth and then the ultimate conclusion. The ultimate, yeah. So yeah. that's that's a big deal. Um, I saw this movie in the theater. 
I assume you did as well. Of course. I saw it two times, three times. Oh, good for you. Um, thanks, man. I felt like an accomplishment. Um, <laughs> yeah. I saw it. Uh, the, the accomplishment, however, was we saw it opening night. Oh. Um, Ooh, and wow. so in the IMAX. Um, and it was, that was a big deal because this was the film where the second, like within two minutes of the tickets going on sale, all of the major theater chain websites crashed. Because mm, yes. you had millions of people simultaneously trying to access the website. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. the whole thing just crashed and went down, and, uh, and it was this big ordeal. We bought our tickets um, at, like, midnight, uh, you know, sort of like we were part of that opening rush, like the first, first group to buy tickets. Um, I would say that, <coughs> excuse me, I would say we'd, we had purchased tickets within a minute of, um, of the sales opening up. Hmm. Um, wow. and we were in the very front row in the far right. Like it was, it was nuts. We got terrible <laughs> seats and we bought the tickets a minute after they went on sale. Damn. Um, wow. but it didn't matter. It didn't matter that, it, you know, you were in the very front for an IMAX screen. It was, it was star Wars hmm. and it was the, the atmosphere, like people were dressed up. Right. Right. People were like, it was such a big, exciting event. We drove two hours to get to the theater with a, a life-size Yoda in the back seat with us and, <laughs> and a Darth Vader helmet. And, and oh, wow. like the spirits were just so... It was a feeling of, oh my God, <clears throat> Star Wars is, is, it's is back. back. It's back and it's big. We have Star yeah. Wars again. Yeah. Um, something that none of us thought was going to happen. If Star I, Wars was done. Yeah, I thought Revenge of the Sith was it. Like, is it? We were yeah. kids when that happened, so we didn't really appreciate the importance of it. But a lot of adults were like, "Yeah, this is it. Episode three is yeah. that wraps it George, up." George Lucas owned Star Wars, and yeah. George Lucas was done making Star Wars films. Yeah. Let's, oh yeah. There you go. You're done. Um, never dreamed that Disney was going to come by um, and and snatch it up. Um, now the opinion on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is is you know something that people can debate. But either way, we got Star Wars, and we didn't think we were going to get Star Wars again. So that was um, it was exciting. It was very exciting going into this film. Hmm. Oh heck yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I I guess I was an adult, so like it was still magical in a way not i I'm actually i'm gonna say it wasn't magical just because we were grown-ass people but it was exciting and i didn't dress up but i oh i we didn't either oh no i but pe- uh, people yeah. in people our theater did. Was, a lot of people across yeah. the year we had now I, like bet your ass we were wearing star wars t-shirts um mm, yeah i but yeah. i like the way that you said well i was an adult i was an adult like, no. I was an adult when it came out, I, no. you know. I, sorry, what I meant was, compared to when The Phantom Menace came out, and there was that rebirth right. with Star Wars, we were children, and, sure, it, like, it was mad, it was literally magical, as opposed to yeah. The Force Awakens, we were excited, this is amazing, and maybe you could say it was magical, but we were, were not children, so we have a more established sense of reality 
So um, I would I would say honestly I would say the first every time I sit down in the theater to watch a Star Wars movie for the first time is that one uh, it, it, it's that escape from reality for me actually mm-hmm. honestly I would say that it's so you know when you see a long time ago in a galaxy far far away pop up on on this massive screen and then the fanfare starts and the big yellow letters scroll across the screen um that's that's literally like i've never felt so much like anything is possible anything <laughs> like who knows what's going to happen true and and like yeah it's it's something something about that star wars experience in the theater um mm. it just is like i get goosebumps every oh, yeah. time through opening crawls i'm like sure goosebumpy yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things this film did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being, speaking of the opening crawl, mm-hmm. um, the first words, the first sentence mm-hmm. in the opening crawl for this movie is Luke Skywalker has vanished. Mm-hmm. And what just like a, 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 a crazy grab your attention. What? Like, it it was such such an incredible you know like the other the other opening crawls that we have all the opening crawls are good but it's like you know oh it's a time of war and oh this and oh that but but to just open up with you know to know that we're all wondering what everyone's been up to where is everyone how's yeah. everyone doing yeah um, and to open up with Luke Skywalker has vanished mm-hmm. and it was just this oh snap like. <laughs> Yeah, to mm-hmm. me it was it was such a strong opening crawl. Yeah, I mean, yes, it it was. the the the, the alternative to that. <laughs> well, the only reason I'm saying the alternative to that is when people finished the movie, they realized, "Poop, that sucked." Luke Skywalker literally had twenty, more like nineteen seconds of screen time, and that rubbed people the wrong way yeah um i think at first i wasn't sure how like because you spend the whole like i remember spending the entire movie Mm. um and there were several moments like a you know you would hear you would hear a door open and you would go is this luke right like the whole whole film you were waiting true um especially the moment during the end fight where Ray and Kylo are in the snow mm. and Kylo reaches for the saber and oh, the saber yeah. comes flying towards him, but past him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my mind and in the mind of a bunch of other people, mm. I thought, holy crap, that's when like Luke shows Luke's up. about to, yeah. Luke's about to catch the saber. Yeah. Um, again, didn't happen. It's a side note. Was, that is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. It's so good. And just snow, all, like just because of the nighttime and the yep. snow the and lighting. the glow of oh, the yeah. yeah oh yeah and yeah, obviously it's visually stunning like the, I'm not going out on a limb here John Williams for the wind with the the magic that he can create yeah, with incredible. his soundtrack oh just brilliant yeah. but yeah uh, but but I but I think at the end of the day I I don't think I was super I don't think it bothers me that Luke just shows up at the end yeah um, because it again it creates this like th- the story of this film is finding Luke Skywalker sure yeah um, and so it kind of just makes sense that that's your end you know yeah 
Yeah, there's something poetic to it. The thing you achieve is finding and and created the perfect cliffhanger. Right. That moment of, oh, Oh. my God, what's going to happen? Like she's reached, she's holding it out. What is he thinking? And I remember we speculated after this film came out, there was all kinds of like, well, no, I think the face he's making means this. That's right. I think he recognizes her. He must recognize her. He knows, you know, is he making that face because it's her? Is he making that face because it's the saber? Like, Mm -hmm. what you know, and no, I think that, you know, ultimately, although it may have... um, (laughs) irked us a little bit when it first came out that moment was magical and you you Um, raised a good point like that it is it has an absolutely incredible purpose of it was two years of everyone speculating like you're right like people were saying oh in the corner of his eye you can see a tear or oh his beard was with the wind was blowing a certain way that indicates this and just everything under the sun so it was yeah that's true it was well done in that in that regard Um, yeah um yeah uh what i guess hmm i'm not sure where do you want to go next with this because i've got some things that i could talk about but i don't know what order you want to tackle well i mean i yeah i mean i've got a list here and and Mm -hmm. it's in Mm -hmm. it's in it's it's in the order of again i made this list while i was watching it sure sure um so it's kind of a linear you know like the first thing Mm -hmm. um the first thing on the list was the luke has vanished thing sure yep um, the next thing I talk about is how crazy a shot it was when something we'd never seen before was when Kylo Ren stops Poe's blast blaster beam midair. Oh, and yeah. And the camera does this like yes. pan in and move past it, and you yep. get this like yep. sound design like past it thing. And mm-hmm. like that was just so cool. And like and it was this visually and this from a scary story thing. perspective, like from his power, but just visually as well, like on just yeah. both well, elements. And, yeah. and, and it was, it was just, it was scary mm-hmm. because it was like, um, the bad guys are displaying force powers we haven't seen before. Right. Yes. We didn't know you could do this. No, no. Um, and so that's, yeah, that was mm-hmm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something I have here um, that uh, is more of a not a specific plot point, sure, um, but a uh, just a sort of overall thing about the movie. Sure, um, this is a, a, a unlike the other Star Wars films. This mm-hmm. is very much a movie of mystery. Yeah. That's true. Um, We're strung along so, throughout you know, the movie. If you, yeah. yeah. Well, if you look at, you know, like, if you look at the other two starts of the, the, the first films of the other two Star Wars trilogies, right? So A New Hope, um, yes, everything's new. Yes, you have a lot of questions going into it. But those questions are kind of quickly answered, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Obi-Wan says Darth Vader was a Jedi that I was, you know, this is who Darth Vader is. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't give you all the nitty gritty, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. But from a certain point from of view, a certain he tells point you, of view. yeah, he tells you who <laughs> Vader is. Sure. He tells you who he is. You yep. know who Luke is. Luke is just this dumb kid that, you know, the son of uh, an old Jedi, you know, you, 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 you kind of find out everything you need to know. Um, there's the odd thing that you don't like, they don't really explain, well, this is how the empire came to be, but 
I, I, I feel like watching A New Hope, you don't really care. That's not a question you have. You go, okay, well, that's, you know, it's a it's a dictator government. Like mm-hmm. it's, It is what it is. Yeah. Um, in Phantom Menace, it was a similar thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, we're going to show you a bunch of new things. Um, but it's, you know, you've already kind of got the background knowledge from the original trilogy. So some of it, you know, already makes sense to you. And we're going to, we're going to explain the rest of it through exposition as we go. Right. This movie basically tells you Jack. Mm hmm. Yeah. Who is Ray? Yeah. You reach the end of the film and you're going, who's Ray? Like the, in, in the years between, um, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and and kind of still some of these questions we still have now. The questions were, who the hell is Rey? Sure. Yeah, we still don't. Who the know. hell? Who the hell is Supreme Leader Snoke? Yeah. Who was? Yeah. Who was? Well, no, but in this one, we're still. Oh, true. That. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. Who? Who is he? Yep. Um. Who? Like what? Uh, why? Why is there a First Order? What happened? Mm-hmm. Why? Like we fixed this. Yeah. How did and the, the first how did order is basically like the opening crawl does say that the first order rised from the ashes of the empire, mm-hmm. um, but it's you know yeah so it's just but but really the big questions are who's Snoke, mm-hmm. and who is, um, Ray oh, and Kylo and how Ren. did and well no but we know Kylo Ren is is Ben Solo, he's a son of we yeah, um, but we, immediately we don't know that. No, but I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm talking more about we come oh, out of this movie and these yep. things have been left sure. as wide open questions. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So who's that? How did Maz Kanata get Luke Saber? Oh, right. Yeah, like, what does what seriously? does the what does the um, you don't have time. The you have time to co- walk across has? a table and look at everyone's eyeballs and corneas but you can't yeah. just take 30 <laughs> seconds to be like oh yeah I, I, this is how i found luke saber like give me a break yeah like come uh, on and so that has been explained in in comics and stuff afterwards sure. but again you know as you alluded yeah. to previously some questions mm-hmm. shouldn't need um additional content to explain shouldn't sure. need yep. you know yep. um yeah, just all these these crazy. What did the vision mean when Ray touched the saber? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, is she a Skywalker? Is she a Kenobi? Right. What does you know? What what is the significance of all of this? Um, which actually, I have gained some new evidence and some new theories after watching. Hmm. Uh, after watching it this time. Interesting. Um, but yeah, this is just a big movie of of mystery a lot of questions that we were left with i wonder if that's the right move Hmm. um and i think maybe it is just because i think it's an okay move considering this is the seventh one and there's now enough of a knowledgeable fan base that we're um it's more fun for us to speculate now and you know i it's a good point i think if ever you were going to make this move, now's the time because we shout out to previous episodes, uh, specifically Empire Strikes Back with Jesse Voth. We talked about Star Wars is a family a, mo- a family story, and it's either about people that are actually directly related or know each other or are very close. In a 
like in a massive universe, there's still all these like six degrees of separation. And that's what the main trilogy was about. But even the prequel trilogy, which even still people hate, some people hate, it's polarizing. Even with the prequel trilogy, there are some ties to some familial ties to either like Obi-Wan Kenobi is in them, Anakin is in them, Yoda's in them. So there's just still something to build on. But with these new movies, with Disney kind of wanting to turn things over and transition from kind of the previous generation of actors and introducing new ones, there's not the same familial connection, or at least not apparent. And I, that you make a good point. Like if if there ever was a time to try something new with kind of this mysterious kind of storyline, now's the time because there's no there's no connection in in the other movies like there was now. Like it's kind of a whole set of new characters. It's, it's, within, a, it's a blank slate. It's a complete blank slate. In the old, in the prequels, there was at least one or two tying characters that were from the original trilogy. In this, obviously, Han is here, Leia's here, Luke winks the at the camera, but and, and droids. But yeah, you're right. It's a blank slate. If not now, when? When? Yeah. yeah so, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this film sees the return of practical puppets and costumes. Um, specifically right. on Jakku yes. and sort of that salvage uh, mm. traders tent city tent. type thing. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of things that in this film you look at and you realize this that's practical. That's real. That's actually there. Um, right. Yeah. And it's it's so fun for two reasons. One, you can still you can tell you can tell when something's yeah. real and when it's not. And yeah. um, it just felt so Star Warsy, like it just. It did a really good job of making it feel like this is post original movies. Mm. Yeah. Right, yeah. and and because in your mind you sort of associate CGI with the prequels. Yes. Yep. And and so I think you can almost imagine a, a, a imagine a um, sort of a a timeline where. CGI existed in the galaxy, um, you know, before the Empire. And then mm-hmm. post-Empire, mm-hmm. CGI, not so much. Yep. There's less CGI. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. So, uh, again, just thematically, it felt, it felt like the old days. It felt like the old mm. Star Wars movies. Yep. Um, but with some of the nice, fun visuals of the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. So some yeah. some might argue it's a little too similar to the prequels in that like a lot of the storylines carry over like someone is giving secret in this case it's a map not secret plans to a the Death Star but they're giving secret plans to a droid and they're on a desert planet and there's a lot of ties to the original one so I think one could argue maybe hey JJ Abrams maybe don't just carbon copy a new hope here but I would agree. It is an, it is interesting how it's more tied to the way they made the original movies and it shows. Yeah. I do I do see the similarities between this film and A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um but I've always thought I've always thought people's um accusations of it being the same movie mm-hmm. um are a little aggressive. Like I've I've always yeah. felt there's enough 
there's enough wildly different things in this movie. Um, and all the while, um, I do also acknowledge the necessity that JJ had to present something that felt very familiar. Um, after mm-hmm. so many people had been hurt and burnt by the prequels. Sure. Um, it needed to be abundantly clear to the audience. Mm-hmm. This is this is a return to f- style. This is a return right. to yeah, yeah. To I, what most of you have been belly aching for. <laughs> I would agree, and I mean, I see both sides of it. I see the merit in that, but I also see like one scene that really stuck out to me that even I was a little like, come on both when I saw it the first time and like last night when I watched it was when the, what are they called in this movie? They're not the rebels anymore. They're the resistance. The resistance resistance is in the plan room, the planning room with like the hologram. And they're, they're like, this is the old death star. This is the new, whatever they call it. And I'm like, yeah, star killer base. Yeah. I mean, it just seems incredibly, incredibly straining just that it's just, the exact same thing we're all going here we're going to destroy it similar to what happened in a new hope the only thing is it's the only thing is it's just incredibly bigger yeah but i mean from a military standpoint it makes sense sure um you know we this is our this is our protocol this is you know so if there's a threat and we have plans of it we're all Mm going to gather around and we're going to display it and we're going to talk about it oh yeah for sure if there if there is a big threat we're mm-hmm. going to talk about the 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 weakness of that threat yeah if it has one oh and I, then we're gonna go and I'm, collectively take it down i'm 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 more 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 than fine with any of that but i'm just from a story perspective could we have just picked something with a different shape with a different like architectural ability of like it's a little it's its own little planet and it blows things up yeah, I did. Oh. I did enjoy the fact. I thought, like, what an interesting turn, though, that in this one it was actually a hollowed-out planet, um, Fair. and not just a space Fair. station. That is, like, I will agree. Like, and I'm, that this and yeah. that this one wasn't powered by kyber crystals. It's actually sucking stars dry, right. and then unleashing the power of stars yeah. onto planets. Yeah. So I mean, but anyways, yeah. Fair. Um, can I can I ask flaw, you a what, Star Wars question? Sure. sure. It's and it's related to this movie, but it also is. Uh, we don't need to get too big into it, but I'm just curious. So, in like the opening scene when they're giving the map to um, Poe, and yep. uh, I'm not sure what his actual character name is, but Max von Sydow, he yep. he references that there needs to be a balance in the Force, and yep. I'm just curious. So. This is like that's mentioned in the prequels that there's the prophecy and the prophecy is eventually fulfilled to bring balance to the force. I guess I just don't understand like what it what is a balance to the force and like how what was the problem in the prequels that there was an, an imbalance there was an imbalance and how has it come about now? Like I mean, yeah, so so the force um the force is kind of irritating in the sense that it it 
it demands balance. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about the force as, as sort mm-hmm. of like a living, breathing or uh, thing. Sure. Um, it 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 strides for and creates um, obstacles, challenges, opportunities, um, prophecies in order for there to be balance. Okay. Um, and so I think it's actually in the, I think it's a line from the last Jedi or it's in the trailer for last Jedi or something. Mm. Um, it could be in the trailer for this one. I'm not sure, but there's a line that is, um, the light rises and the dark to meet it. Hmm. Um, which basically means, um, there is, there will, oh, the force will always, yeah, it, it, it longs for balance, which means it, it will never be happy if there aren't bad guys to fight the good guys hmm. and, and vice versa. Um, and so one of the arguments that has been made about why Ray is so powerful so quickly um, is because uh, out of necessity, hmm. out of a need to create balance. Okay. Right. And and so the fact that we have this major threat, we have Kylo Ren and we have Supreme Leader Snoke and we have what and we don't really have anyone from a force standpoint who is a worthy opponent. Hmm. With the exception of Luke, but Luke's checked out. <laughs> right? And so you know, so then the force kind of put all its eggs in the ray basket right um right and and yeah does that kind of answer your question a little bit a little bit more that it's it's not just a status that's set in stone but it more of a fluid a fluidity constantly yeah an ebb and flow i guess you'd say like it's not just that it's a certain status of we need this met, but it's it's a balance. I guess balance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's deep. But yeah, it's it's all ever changing, always moving, reacting to what's going on. Yeah, the is, reason is the I'm reason hearing. one of the reasons why um, in the prequels the Jedi failed to detect the Sith, and mm-hmm. and and one of the reasons why it went the way it did mm-hmm. is because the Sith up until that point for the last thousand years the Sith didn't really have a good foothold Mm. right Right. and so it went extremely in the opposite direction um you know the 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 jedi's ability to use the force had diminished um and and through that the um the sith gained their ground again Hmm. so yeah uh a flaw that i see in this movie a moment where i was like whoa hang on yeah is that um, when when Finn first rescues Poe, mm-hmm. I feel like Poe offers up way too much information way too quickly. I if thought I'm that in too. Poe's, Poe's like, yes. uh, I got to get this droid. He's got a map to Luke Skywalker. Yes. You've only known him 10 minutes. Yes. It could be a, like a trap. He's a stormtrooper. Yes. My thought is he's a spy. Like, Absolutely. how do you know he's not a spy? How Absolutely. do you know that the Empire's plan, yes. or the First Order's plan, sure. is not to stage an escape, Yes, befriend you, yes. and get all kinds of information out of you? Yes. 
Learn Honestly. the location of your, your res- the resistance base. Oh, your absolutely. Rebel base, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. I was like, whoa, pal, you I, are way too trusting. I completely agree. Just uh, like everything, their interaction of the information that was shared and how fast it was shared, I I completely agree. Uh, and I honestly was thinking myself, if I was Poe, like, what what makes me trust this dude? Yeah. Like nothing. Like yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a good I point. Think, that's a good. Point. I think the Kylo Ren and Hux rivalry is a lot of fun. The fact that yeah. in this sort of our our lightsaber wielding bad guy um, is kind of on the same playing field as yeah as this other guy, right? Yeah. And so it's not kind of like you do as I say. Mm-hmm. It's it's this kind of like ebb and flow of like. You know, well, I'm gonna tell Dad. Like it, it, it it's, honestly you know, seems like two brothers who yeah. like are arguing in Don't front like of their father. Other. Yeah, and they're yeah. like trying to throw the other under the bus or saying, "Well, it's not my fault." This, yeah, yeah. And that's that's not us composing a theory about them being brothers. No, so not at all. People just like don't. Someone's gonna be like, "What you think they're related?" No, shut up. Um, yeah, but in wait, the theater, are they? Yeah, no. In the theater, an amazing moment. Yes. Was um, was when they're escaping Jakku, mm-hmm. and they're running towards a ship. They're looking for a ship, mm-hmm. and Finn says, "What about that one?" Mm-hmm. And Ray says, "That ship's garbage." Yeah. And it doesn't show you. Just go, okay. That's uh, just just a junk pile. And they're running towards it, and the ship that they're running towards gets blown up, and she mm-hmm. goes, the garbage will do, and yes. it pans over, and you see the falcon, and the mm-hmm. music plays, yes. and you go, yeah. oh, my God. Like, in yeah. the theater, that was... Yeah. Incredible. Like, it was such a rush mm-hmm. to see that, and, and and the way that they paired the music up with it. Yeah. It's so good. What, How does... What uh, I, here's what a question, I actually, though. No, I want to... One sure. scene similar... Um, very different, obviously, but the Kylo Ren, sorry, yeah, Kylo Ren monologue scene, and then he walks away, and it's the Vader mask and the Vader music. Oh, the Emperor's yeah, March yeah, starts yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. similar of just, oh my gosh. The I I feel it again. Yes, I feel the pull to the light side. Yes. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Um, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, how does Ray like? This is Ray's first time leaving the planet. Hmm. Yeah. And she she mentions sort of in a quick throwaway line that I think is supposed to attempt to explain what's happening. Mm-hmm. I've flown ships before. Okay. But she's like friggin' wizard at the controls of the Falcon. She's doing yeah. like all kinds of crazy. She's flying the Falcon. Yeah. They're off in space now. Mm-hmm. That just seemed, and again, like that's one of those things where you go, well, she's super force sensitive and the force, like, mm. you know, the force is, is using her as a conduit to, you know, like whatever. But mm. I don't know. I just felt like, man, you picked up on, like, yeah. you adjusted to the learning curve here pretty quick. Like even, so even human beings, if someone goes from like a Honda Civic to a Toyota Corolla, just a two dimension like just a of not a flying machine but just a machine that goes on flat surfaces it is the hard buttons are like, in slightly different places everything's in slightly different places something like different features different abilities and like it people aren't always comfortable until like a few 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 runs in right 
but yeah, I agree. That's a little little fast to be like, oh yeah, I'm two steps ahead of you, Han, when they're driving together. When she's co-piloting with him. Also, why does Ray speak both BB-8 and Wookiee? Yeah. I mean... Like, where did she pick that up? Maybe she's... Yeah, I don't know. Rosetta Stone for Wookiee and BB-8 units? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One specific scene I love the imagery in, and just the scenes itself, are... um, Ray when she's uh, savage or uh, sca- scalping parts uh, from those old yeah. imperial fl- that old imperial fleet. I love the just star destroyers. Yeah, oh star destroyers. Yeah, thank you. I just love it from just both visually and kind of like the implications that that scene gives. Like both just visually, it's so cool just seeing her going across the horizon with a uh, broken down star destroyer in the back. But just also what that's communicating that it's just this is the state of this planet like there's just trash everywhere there's a broken is it an atst or an atat on the ground um i think the one on the ground is an atat yeah so like just all this old empire and return of the jedi is what probably like 25 30 years ago so the empire i'm assuming has been gone for quite some time and there's just all this garbage littered everywhere and it, it gave me feelings of a bit of tatooine from uh, phantom menace just because it was such an outlier of a planet that republican credits were no good and they were literally stranded there so i, I liked i just really love that scene just both visually and from what it that those visuals are telling us about jakku i i, I yeah. absolutely love it and and this is the first scene where you hear ray's theme music um which Ooh, is fun true. it's kind of like a yeah. kind of like a fluty kind of playful like a yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so well so the battle of jakku mm. happens um one or two years after return of the jedi oh really okay. um and so, yeah, so yeah they don't and again they don't talk about that in the movie no um, not at all you kind of have to dig deeper to get that information but it happens happens a little while after return of the jedi and it's kind of the even though um even though the emperor's dead and Mm -hmm. vader's gone you still have a you know you've still got an empire you've still got like fleets and all this stuff um and so it wasn't really until the battle of jakku that the empire was pretty crippled oh um, interesting and kind of in ruins um and then through through that is when um supreme leader snoke uh kind of became through killing other worthy um successors so Mm. that he was the only one he becomes um the guy that sort of rejuvenates the the empire so can i ask you just logistically here yeah i'm just trying to understand the dynamic so the obviously the first over as it says in the credits rose from the ashes of the empire the resistance exists and so so in the original trilogy like the rebels were literally that like they were rebelling against this massive force of the empire yeah in these movies with the resistance are they still like a minority group that's fighting against a big power or it seemed like they had some connection with a bit of a republic that was eventually like blown up yeah so i mean i would say it's a little bit it it, it is a little bit different in this one yeah. um in in the original trilogy yeah. you have the empire yep 
which is which is the government. They yes. are the end all and say yes. you know say all and end all. Yeah. Um, and so you have people who are are rebelling against it. Then we got yeah. rid of the empire. Yeah. And we were able to form a new government. We were able to you know have a senate again. Right. And we were able yeah. to because um. Is it in Empire when when we hear that the Emperor has officially dissolved the rest of the Senate? Um, uh, and so there is no <clears throat> Senate now. It's just him. Yeah, um, I forget. And, uh, but yes, yeah, so we're able to have a Senate again and we're yeah. able to have... Democracy. Um, democracy. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think that, um, you know, like how it's... I, I think it's I think it's less like it was in the original trilogy mm. where yeah. you know we are the minority and we need to right. to fight against them. Resist. Um, yeah. In this I think now it's we I think instead of rebelling against the powers that be mm-hmm. we are the powers that be. Yep. And something familiar and evil mm. is spreading and right. becoming you know is trying to become what it was before mm. um okay. and we are resisting that right okay we are we are trying to stop that from happening okay um i would say though i think i don't think that the first order is the minority that the rebels were in the original trilogy right and that's yeah um, that's not the feeling we get yeah no, I would say it's it's they're you know a little scarily evenly matched, um, right? And and that um, yeah, that's it's it does pose a very um, real threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that that makes sense, and and it's interesting. Then with that in mind, just it's a, it is a different dynamic of almost like a futile resist or rebellion in the original trilogy. That's like a bunch of scrap scrappy kind of people banding together versus just two large forces in in this this new trilogy yeah, for sure yeah yeah uh i'm just gonna flat out ask you yeah who do you think ray is i yeah i'm trying to i asked myself in, in that the last in the last in the last jedi they tell us yeah. uh kylo says to ray your mm-hmm. parents are nobody you're mm-hmm. nobody you come from right yeah. um which for a lot of people said okay well it turns out yeah. she isn't actually anybody she's mm-hmm. just a force sensitive uh, people have argued like that's yeah. the way the force works the force isn't um People argue the force doesn't, it's not really a lineage thing. You're mm-hmm. just either force sensitive or you're not. Right. I struggle with that right. notion. Um, like there's precedent for it, but I, I also mm. struggle with that because, um, I mean, Luke's dad was a Jedi mm-hmm. and through that Luke is force sensitive yeah. and so's Leia. Yeah. And when Qui-Gon Jinn found Anakin, the first question that he asked mm-hmm. Anakin's mother is who was his father? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's which true. suggests yeah. that there is some sort of relevance yeah. to to who your bloodline is. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, I ask myself I, that I th- question. Every I think morning. it's misdirect. I think I think the every morning. I think the whole <laughs> your parents are nobody. I think yeah. that's misdirect. I I think so, and yeah, I mean. I guess this is interesting to see where it's going to go. Will it return to the historical kind of standard of there is always some degree of separation between all our characters or familial ties? 
in that she's related to Obi-Wan Kenobi or Luke or Leia. Well, not, well, I guess not Leia. But, um, or is she just Leia? random? Hmm? Why not Leia? I guess it could be. Yeah. I mean, she could be, for all we know, be she could be related to Obi-Wan Kylo's and sister. Leia. Whoa. Hey, uh, we she don't could, know. She could, she could be another kid of Ben and, and oh, Leia. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or of Han and Leia. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be inter- um, it, it really, and where they go with that, whether it's familiar or not, really, it'll be an interesting indication of uh, if they're returning to the mold, normal mold of what's been what's been done or not. I yeah, honestly I have don't have an answer. I think I think I have, she's related to someone of our. Yeah, main she's got to be, and and yeah. and I have two reasons why I, from this film alone, mm-hmm. why I refuse to believe <laughs> that she's not somebody. Why? One is. Oh, sorry, sorry. You refuse to believe. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. I Go believe ahead. that she, I. I refuse to believe that she's that she's yep. just a nobody. I got you. Number one. Um. I mean the the Skywalker legacy lightsaber called to her. Hmm. Called her, and when she picked it up, she had a vision mm-hmm. of all of the things that this saber had seen essentially and we're about to see for the record is there i don't think there's any there's a flash of the woods in and the snow there's a flash of the wood yes you're right and there's a flash of the knights of ren which that saber won't have encountered yet because that's not the saber that luke has had even even when even when ben overthrows the temple and burns it down Mm -hmm. Um, Luke's got his green saber. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's that reason. Um, the other reason, and I wonder if people are missing this. Mm. Um, you know, so I mean, J.J. Abrams has said several times yep. he's surprised at the debate of who Ray is. I think that is a mystery that was unintentional. Okay. Because he has said that he felt like it was made very obvious in The Force Awakens who she is. Oh. And and having this been the first time that I've watched it since I've heard that, I watched very, I'm like, okay, what are the clues? What are the indicators? Like I watched it this time basically on a who the hell is Ray fact-finding <laughs> mission. Um, and yes, um, yes, in The Last Jedi, they say, well, she's nobody. Um, but two things, a, he's a Sith and a liar and an asshole. Um, and to Ryan Johnson, despite what we've heard, you know, there's been all this, well, no, we agreed on everything and that's totally what we meant to do. I don't think that's the case. I, uh, you know, it, there's been a lot of, um, press around the fact that Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams don't like each other. They don't get along. Oh. Um, and so I think... I don't know. I I do think it's misdirect. I do think she's going to end up being someone um, Mm. because there's a moment and it's a blink and you'll miss it moment. Okay. But when they're in um, Maz Kanata's castle Mm -hmm. and uh, Finn's got up and left (laughs) and Ray has left and it's just Han and Maz sitting at the table. Okay. <clears throat> Maz just before it cuts away to um 
just before it cuts away to a different scene or yeah. a different shot yeah or catches up with ray okay maz looks at han okay and says okay who's the girl and then it and then it hmm. cuts and then the very next time we see Maz, mm-hmm. she's going, um, Ray, I think you should take this lightsaber. I think you should take the Skywalker lightsaber. It's calling to you. Ooh. And so I think that Han, huh. I think he's figured, I think he knows who she is. I think Han's figured out who she is. Oh. And I think Han has told Maz, so I think Maz knows now. Yeah. I'm not quite sure that um, I'm not quite sure that it's Han's daughter, just because but, there's a line from mm. Leia later yep. where Leia says um, uh, when Leia's talking to Finn, mm-hmm. Ray's been captured by the First Order, okay. right? And Leia says to Finn, um, Han told me about the girl. Mm. And that just seems, um, and and maybe that's misdirect still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I there's so many theories on if she is, yeah. um, if she is Luke or, or if she is Luke's daughter, why she could have been left there, right? Like, I mean, Luke was, Luke was gonna run off. Luke was, you know, does it? Although then that doesn't really work out timeline wise because Luke would have left her there long before long before he exiles himself right. um yeah there's uh, you've got I'm me guessing, you've got me thinking I'm guessing now because Ray and Kylo are approximately the same age because you really got me thinking though cuz like I I'm sure there's a million different what ifs but yeah I mean the, there's the one line where um Kylo has Ray uh, in captivity and Kylo mentioned something about, oh, weren't you, you were really wanting Han Solo to be like the father you never had or something to that effect. And I think there, that would just be an interesting line if, if they were actually indeed like step siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Now I'm, mm. Yeah. I, 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 don't know. I, yeah, honestly, I think otherwise, I think if he's, if she's not related to somebody, if mm-hmm. she's not someone of significance, sure. Um. Then the only thing that you can assume is when Maz says, "Okay, who's the girl?" Yeah. Han's response was, "I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody. I didn't bring her here. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, there's no way. It's a small. It's such a subtle shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a blink and you miss it. Yep. Don't read too much into. I didn't it read into it at all. Yeah. That's a really no, good. Point. I think. I think. I think that shot holds the key to um, to proof that she's she's somebody. She's not a nobody. She can't be. And it just doesn't, from a Star Wars standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. Star Wars is a a soap opera that takes place in space. A, yes. a story about family dysfunctional families. And and you know what? Especially mm-hmm. with Han dead now, I I don't think the Ben Solo and Leia thing is enough of a Skywalker mm. plot 
to be the main, the end all. And, you know, I do think it's interesting if she is somebody that, you know, we go two films without knowing that. Mm. Um, an interesting choice that, you know, and maybe, maybe that was Ryan Johnson's choice. Maybe, maybe J.J. Um, Abrams' intention was that you, you know, it would be revealed to you in this, in episode eight, who hmm. she is. Um, but I don't know. I refuse to believe that she's not somebody. Oh, yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, you have on your list anything else? That actually pretty much exhausts it. That's I, I've okay. got a couple trivia questions, but that's... Yeah, the, so then the only other thing I'm going to defend, people sure. get bent out of shape. They say, you know, well, how come both Finn and Ray were able to just pick up a lightsaber and go mm. hand in hand with, yeah. with um, Kylo? Yeah. And to that, I say, if you watch Finn's lightsaber performance, he's not very good. Oh, yeah, he's pretty clumsy. He gets no, awkward, kicked. yeah. Yeah. And he's received, you know, so, and, and, but any skill he does have can be attributed to the fact that he's received training. Like he was bred as a stormtrooper. Hmm. So he knows combat. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Fair. Um, yeah. As far as Ray goes, again, Ray's pretty clumps. Like they're not doing prequel style lightsaber fighting. Um, oh, no, 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 no. And so it seems to me she's not very good. Um, but Kylo doesn't seem very all that good with a lightsaber in this scene either. Like, it's not a very intricate fight. Hmm. Um, and so it's got less to do... I, I think the outcome of that fight in the forest has got less to do with Ray's ability and more to do with um, Kylo's apparent lack of lightsaber ability which then also you know asks pens the question was he holding back for some reason right was right. he wanting to keep her alive i don't believe that he knows who she is um because he's proven to be weak enough um emotionally and mentally that there's no way he would not confront her on a personal you know to say look this is who you are right um right but then yeah i don't know you know, it, it, if he does know, it would make the whole, um, <laughs> it would make the whole, your parents are nobody. It would make that a more effective and meaningful misdirect. Right. That he knows who she is and he's afraid if she knows that she's a Skywalker. Right. That that will empower her somehow or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hit me with some trivia, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that woke me up really quick. Um, okay. Here we go. Uh, this is, uh, a lot of, uh, let's go with this one first. Uh, this is the fourth movie in history to reach the two billion mark after which three films? Oh, geez. So, so these fourth three films earned history. more than this movie. So this is fourth. Which, which, which plays into what I was saying the other night with, um, mm. in our, uh, Frozen episode that yeah, oh, it yeah. used to be a really big deal right um right. and not so much anymore yeah um okay billion dollars mm -hmm. well avatar that's one 2009 2009 
What year did this come out? This came out in 2015. 15, yes. Okay, Avatar. Does that count as two if I say it twice? No, <laughs> no. One movie came, one movie after it. So, like, the two, which you named one, came out before Force Awakens. One came out after Force Awakens. Oh, I thought yeah. you said this was the fourth film. To... Sorry, no. Uh, it's one of four. It's the fourth highest grossing film. Wait, what? Re mm -hmm. Reword the question. This is so confusing. Yeah, sorry. Let me. This movie is the fourth highest grossing film in history. Oh. What are the top three ahead of it? Oh, so why did. Okay. Yeah. I'm just. I was no, totally confused. I probably by... asked it in a weird way by the billion dollars yeah that yeah so that that wasn't the part that i was asking okay so avatar which is one yep yeah um end game yes avengers end game 2019 um and titanic ding 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 1997 uh, yeah, those four movies made a boatload of money, but so did uh, Force Awakens. The one kind of... They're actually all in the $2 billion club, aren't they? Yeah, I believe so. Um, the one thing that this movie did that the others didn't, that Star Wars Force Awakens was the fastest to $1 billion. Oh, okay. And it did it, it in 12, 12 days, apparently. Wow. Um, I wonder how much of that was pre-sale. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to wonder, right? Um, question number two John Williams received an Oscar nomination for scoring this film how many Oscar nominations do you think he's received and I'm, I'm going to make it an over under and I'm trying to decide where to set it do you think he's received over or under 30 nominations over or under 30 mm-hmm I mean, 30 is a lot. Yeah, we've had we've touched on this topic before, and we'll get into it into the Oscar season. Like, a nomination is an accomplishment. It's a big deal. Like, even just uh, if you get also, one. He's also been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he scored a lot of films, a, a lot, lot of, of like, very successful films. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say over. I think he's gotten more than 30. You're correct. How much, and you, you, you've got the question right. I'm not going to pull you over the coals here but how how much higher do you think it is if you had to just um, guess ooh, i would say probably instead of 30 i don't know maybe like 45 this movie was his 50th oscar nomination wow boy, johnny <laughs> like what a guy hey like wow oh boy um the last question i'm trying to decide i'm picking between two here um <laughs> as a side note what do you think of adam driver as the protagonist in this movie do you i like didn't know i i didn't know how i felt at first but i yeah. think he's growing on me i am the exact same when he took his mask off i i loved kylo ren up until he took his mask off the first time i saw this and then i just completely hated him and now, yeah. as time has passed, and I've watched both movies and rewatched this one, I'm like, actually, he's he's decent. Well, and because I I think you you know you gain a better understanding of the conflicted, broken, overly emotional, just like his 
grandpappy um, <laughs> guy that he is. Grandpappy Vader. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this is just kind of a free-for-all. Just see how many you can name. Um, so Max von Sydow, who had like one minute of screen time, if that. He, he marked the eighth actor in these Star Wars saga movies to be an Academy Award-nominated actor. Can you name any of the... Can, can you name... There's seven. Can you name any of the others? Okay, sorry. Phrase that again? Absolutely. So Max von Sydow was... Okay. And is. He's still alive. He's an Academy Award-nominated actor. He is one. There are seven others in the Skywalker saga movies. Can you name any of those seven? Oh, throughout, throughout all of the films? Yes. Yeah. Holy Pete. And, and this is just for fun because okay. it... No, like, no, no. No, no, no. Just... All right. Hang on. Hang <laughs> there's on. no hang fun on. for you. It's just like, it's game time. So um, there's some low-hanging fruit that I'm sure you can just pop off. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. One, for sure. Harrison Ford. Two, for sure. Uh, James Earl Jones. Three. Um, Liam Neeson. Four. Um, I don't know if Carrie Fisher ever got one. Mm. Uh, oh, Alec Guinness. Five. Mm, Natalie Portman. Six. So close. I would. I could. So if you were asking me this question, I would have got those six, maybe. This one, I likely would have never got. Okay. Um, I don't know. Well, see, so that makes me think it's not Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, or Mark, or I know Mark hasn't gotten an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, Ewan McGregor. No. No, 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 no. Because, again, you would have guessed that one. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be an obscure actor, an obscure character. Not obscure. I guess it's not. She's more recently on the scene in like the last five or ten years. She, and she, ooh, sorry, I gave that away. More recently on the scene, which means it's from the sequel trilogy. Right. I don't, th- it, and it won't be Daisy Ridley because. No. It's a CGI. Uh, I, I don't even know who it is. I okay, think I'm it's going a with, CGI Okay, well, character. then I'm going with the actress that plays Maz. I don't know her name. Is that Lupita? Just on a guess. And I'm going to botch this name. It's a beautiful name, but is it Lupita Nuango? Is that who I plays sure. Moss? That is who the actor is. Um, okay. I don't know who she plays. I'm assuming it's no. Moss. I, I have no clue. Yeah. Well, you got six out of seven, and that's really impressive. Thanks. <laughs> I, I strive to be the best. Do you have another one? No. The, well, I can go on all day, but that was it. Oh, yeah, Moss. That That is who played Moss. Yeah. And she's in Black okay. Panther and other things, I'm sure. Wizard. Am I... Can I just say, mm, yeah. I think you got to step it up with this trivia. I mean, I've been, my track record is, uh, oh, man. and and you didn't even ask me who says, I've got a bad feeling about oh, it. Oh my goodness. That was buried here. Okay. Yeah. So who, what's, who did like, it? You've who, lost your, okay. you know, you know what? Who done it? If you're going to be talking trash, let's keep it going. Who said, I've got a bad feeling about this. Han Solo when he thinks the Wrath Tower are getting loose. Correct. Fine. I've got one more question. And this one. All right. This one, I hope to stump you on. It's going to stump me? All right. 
So this is, I'm going to give you three options for this answer. And one was incorrect. So two of the three are correct. You got to pick the wrong one. Okay. One, uh, okay. Yep. Before Adam Driver was cast as the villain, who else was considered for the role of Kylo Ren? So you've got oh, geez. Ta- Tom Hiddleston, okay. Michael Fassbender, and Hugo Weaving. One of those oh. is incorrect. The other two were considered. Sorry, Tom Hiddleston. Yep. Michael Fassbender and Hugo Weaving. And I'm, I have to tell you which one is incorrect? Correct. Like you're I mean, correct. Hugo Weaving, Hugo Weaving would have been badass. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. That would have been so cool. Yeah. Man, um, Michael Fassbender is pretty incredible. And I mm. think he's worked with J.J. Abrams before. Mm. So that Tom Hiddleston. Although Tom Hiddleston has got the ties to Disney. He does. And Tom Hiddleston would make sense that he was going to, but couldn't because he had scheduling conflicts with Marvel. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Damn. Damn it. Damn it to hell. <laughs> yes, finally I'm I've gonna got one. S- I'm going to say Tom Hiddleston only because uh, of the three, Those that's the one that I'm least interested in. Oh, the really? one that I was really? the most interested in. Well, no, see, I love Tom Hiddleston. Sure. I think he's an incredible Loki. Sure, yeah. Um, but just as far as mm. a villain in Star Wars goes, sure. I think the other two are more appealing to right. me. Right, okay. Um, so is that the answer you'll lock in? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I don't think Tom Hiddleston was. Okay. Considered. So you think Michael Fassbender and Hugo Weaving were considered? Correct. Wow, you 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 got it. Wow, look at me, man. You, oh. <laughs> wow, that's all I have to say. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. One th- one last thing. I did yeah. um something I and this is gonna sound weird, but something I really liked in this movie. That's really weird. Um, yeah. Was uh, like so. It's it's common knowledge, or should be common knowledge, mm-hmm. that much of the much of the inspiration for the empire in the original trilogy mm. was the Nazi regime. Right. Yes. And and there's one scene in this movie Ugh. before they initially mm. test Star Killer Base, where they take the Nazi imagery oh. up to a level eleven. Yes. And it's like you know, with the red banners and the salute. You can practically the, see the spit coming out of his mouth when he's like yeah, talking to his troops. Yeah, and it was just it was bone chilling. It was that is a scene that I think did a better job of conveying the horror mm. of the first order than the original trilogy ever did of conveying that in the empire. See, I, I respect that opinion. I'm not sure how I feel about it now. And we kind of talked about it, like with Adam driver kind of hated him. Now we love him. And certain things grow on you. I'm not sure. I maybe appreciate that a bit more now, but when I first watched it, I thought it was just too over the top. Like it's everything. Everything is just too similar to the original trilogy. Like, the the empire was the third reich in the original trilogy this again is really like i thought it was just too over the top of being too ridiculous and too much of a copy of something historic like at least when in the original trilogy when the the empire was the empire there were ties to like historical things 
but it was still its own entity. And this, I was just like, well, let's just put a little mustache on his face and there you go. Wow. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Well, he did and he hated and I don't know what else to say. Yeah, that's weak. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Uh, uh, this this is a reminder. Listen, um, we didn't we didn't say this at the start of the show. No, but we didn't. We we have a Facebook page. We yep. have an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. We have a Twitter page. Yep. We have a merch store. Yes. We have a Patreon page and a Patreon contest. And a Patreon contest happening right now. Mm-hmm. If you would like to be one of two winners mm-hmm. for um, some Lind mm-hmm. chocolate, yep. both milk chocolate and salted dark chocolate. Yep. Uh, a bag of Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar chips. Yep. And either a bottle of red or a bottle of white, mm-hmm. as uh, Billy Joel would say. <laughs> um, then all that's going to cost you is a dollar a month. Mm-hmm. And then you are entered um, into this wicked, awesome contest of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also sign yourself up for our Patreon exclusive show, um, which airs weekly. Uh, and it's like half an hour long, and it's just us kind of shooting the manure. You know, it's not a real, it's not always movie related. Sometimes it's movie related, but sometimes it's just, you know, weird. But it's a lot of fun. It is. It is a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, you weren't answering. I didn't know what was going on. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. I was trying um, to decide if, if it was fun or not. No, yeah. it is. Totally so joking. there's so there's so there's two prizes. It costs yeah. you a dollar a month to sign up. Each prize is worth over twenty dollars. Over twenty dollars. If yeah. you're already a Patreon supporter, not only are you already entered in mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. you are automatically entered in all future draws. Absolutely. And as of right now, mm-hmm. with two prizes, yes, there's only six people in the draw. Yeah, a thirty-three percent chance of winning. Like these so are some are, good odds. Your your odds are good. Mm-hmm. So, like, I you know, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Throw a dollar in the hat and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ignore you know. everything everyone's ever told you about gambling. <laughs> gambling yeah. is the key to the soul. <laughs> no. It's true. Yeah, no, no it true. is. No, yeah. no, no, it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that'll be on a t-shirt coming out from us soon. Gambling is the key yeah. to the soul. The movie well, man. On that note. Thanks for listening. Oh, I see. He's like, I feel like right now you're like the guy with the cane that wraps it around my neck and pulls me off the stage. Like, shut up, boy. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. Oh, Who do you funny. have? Shout, give a shout out to someone. What do you like? You're just abandoning all. You're not going to ask me who said, I've got a bad feeling about this. You're not yeah. going to do a shout out. Um, the, the housekeeping happened at the end of the show. I feel like you've just abandoned all. Uh, you've yeah. abandoned all form. You know, this is this is a little I, like I don't know who else to shout out. So let's just I'm just going to do it. I'm going to shout out Aaron Mater. Um, yeah. You know, for one reason. Um, Because he doesn't listen to the show Okay, for two reasons Actually, no, that was the one reason, really Because he has curly hair I was just going to say that I was just going to say that Honestly? I'm not even lying I'm not lying Because he has curly hair Yeah, and you know what, Aaron? Other people want curly hair, too So just, come on All right, we've we've gone on long Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Oh, for sure Stop hogging the curly hair, you dick like I don't think nobody's okay. No one thinks nobody's that. Nobody's upset about but that. But people with straight hair do say, "Gee, 
wish I could have some flow, some curl. Some flow. Yeah. yeah. Well, to this- Aaron and his flow. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye.